Everyone wants energy that's reliable and affordable. I've been a Duke Energy line worker here in Indiana for almost 20 years. So I'm proud to help deliver that for the people and the communities that matter most to me. With stronger, more resilient systems, better able to stand up to severe weather, and support for local businesses and jobs. It feels good knowing I'm helping build a smarter energy future for all of us. Paid for by Duke Energy shareholders. Welcome to Following the Leaders, the Leadership Southern Indiana podcast sponsored by Duke Energy. I am your host, Jesse Rasmussen, the membership and engagement manager here for Leadership Southern Indiana. I say that because we are still in membership renewal season. Not only is that my primary job, but the funds we raise from our alumni or membership dues, those go to help out in a number of ways. Uh, first and foremost, whether it be our legacy club or our standard dues, 10% goes to our program uh, financial assistance fund, which helps us maintain diversity in every category of all of our programs. So we, that's a big help there. But also the rest of the funds uh, help us create more alumni engagement opportunities. Uh, we just finished up the alumni bash. That's one of, uh, that was one of our uh, biggest efforts. Uh, big thank you to our alumni council for putting that on. And it just helps us uh, help you build relationships uh, among the class years. So if you have not renewed, uh, then you need to go to uh, leadershipsi.org. That link will be in the show notes. And so it would be much, much appreciated. So let's get to today's guest. He is the executive director of the New Albany Floyd County Education Foundation. He's a member of the class of 2014. Most recently, you probably have seen him on stage at Derby Dinner as Captain Von Trapp. And uh, honestly, he has the distinction of being one of the most talented people I have ever had the pleasure of sharing a stage with. Please welcome Tyler Bliss. That's very kind of you. Thank you. I'm happy uh, to be here. Well, it's very true. And we have, I'll say, known each other since I was in eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And this is probably the longest conversation I think either of us will have ever had with each other. Maybe true. Yeah. It might be. I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah. Spent a lot of hours together for sure in high school. And, right. Yeah. Um, not not for any nefarious reason one way yeah. or another. We just, you know, anybody that's gone to high school knows everybody kind of has different friend groups and things yeah. like that. So I'm excited also because as I kind of alluded to in your intro, you know, you are, you're, you've got a professional nonprofit job, mm -hmm. come from a performance background, mm -hmm. which again is similar to me. And I'm always fascinated because I've had the darndest time making that transition. So I always love mm -hmm. to hear when other people do that. So um, let's start a little bit um, from high school. Let's start there because yeah. that's when I, I kind of left you're a year below me. And uh, so I kind of left to go to New York. And that's kind of where I sort of lost track of the Tyler Bliss story. Yes. So well, I am so much younger than you. I like, thank you for reminding me. Yes. 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 Uh, I mean, <laughs> both in appearance and yes, no. <laughs> uh, yes. So, you know, high school was, was amazing. And we mm -hmm. had, we had, a, I had a spectacular experience being a part of the New Omni High School Theater Department. Mm -hmm. We were afforded so many opportunities and got to do so many special and just unique, cool things and experiences Absolutely, uh, through that. And uh, very, very grateful for my time there. And, and even my time in, in New Omni Fleet County Schools before then coming mm -hmm. up through Hazelwood and even in elementary school, I just feel like we had a, or at least I did for my personal experience, a, just a really quality track of, of education, but also extracurricular mm -hmm. uh, opportunities and things like that. So when it came to the arts, I mean, that was my wheelhouse and your wheelhouse mm -hmm. as well. And that it was, it was a great outlet for creativity and for expression, for community, for meeting people. And so it set me off. Um, although I'm not, you know, doing theater full time right. uh, or performing full time, it gave me so many tools and um, experiences and, and just a history of kind of um, just unique things that really 
I think set me off on, on a, a unique path of where I am today. So th- having a theater background or performance background, as you know, mm-hmm. I mean, public speaking, uh, you know, dealing with nerves, uh, dealing with uh, working with uh, together as a team, team mm-hmm. building, uh, again, community, and just so many lessons to be learned through that experience. Yeah, a lot of leadership. Uh, Absolutely. When you left high school, uh, what did you set off to do after that? What was your was your passion? You, did you want to go full into performance? Yes. Um, yeah, that was the plan was to I did get accepted to a, a very reputable musical theater program. Mm-hmm. The plan was to, you know, go through four years of a conservatory musical theater program and then uh, move to New York City and do the actor thing. So yeah. Obviously, that's not what happened. Uh, uh, as someone who went to New York City and did the actor <laughs> thing, you're not missing much. It's a lot yeah. of no's. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's a lot of ramen. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I did not experience any of that. I love to visit New York, but I mm-hmm. never had the opportunity to live there, which is okay by me right now. But uh, after about, it was less than a year of being in that program, I just realized that although I love of doing theater. It wasn't mm-hmm. what I wanted to do as a career. It wasn't going to be my bread and butter. So yeah. made the decision to move back home, got my business degree at IUS, um, marketing and management and, um, kind of set off on a, a different path. Yeah. But I've been able to, I feel very, very fortunate because I've been able to keep it a part of my life. Mm-hmm. I've been able to keep kind of one foot in it here and there where I can with mm-hmm. work and family and life and everything else. And I feel like things. I have the best of both worlds now, um, because of the opportunities that we have in this region with with theater and uh i just um we have there's a, a ton of outlets for for people like me who may not, may not be able to do it full-time but but need to you know scratch that itch well i want to say that i am uh i'm very impressed uh because i feel like you stumbled onto something that took me a little bit longer to kind of figure out is that you can you can start off with a passion so like acting mm-hmm. um and if that's not your sole way that you make money that's okay mm-hmm. Find something else that you either like to do or that allows you to fulfill that passion. Right. And, you know, because so often now I know when I talk to um, talk to kids all the time, we still have it like, I don't know who's doing it, but someone drills in their head that like, you have to do what you love yeah. and what, what, you, what makes you money and provides a living has yeah. to be your passion. Right. And I don't think that's always the case. I, I totally agree with you. But, I totally agree with you. Well, I've had that discussion with my wife a lot. She's also a reformed performer you might call it. And, <laughs> I like that you know that's what we we do hear that a lot as as young adults and mm-hmm. as we're, you know do it do what you love do do what your passion You'll never is. work a day on your right, life right right but the reality is if what you love is your work mm-hmm. sometimes that takes the joy out of being what you love you know, absolutely right? so i mean i'm not not saying that's the case for everybody but some people are very fortunate <clears throat> in that what their passion is and what they do for a living right. are the same right not everybody yeah but that's not to say that you can't find happiness and, and fulfillment and, mm-hmm. and 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 have a great career doing something right. that may not be exactly what you really, really love or what you're passionate about, mm-hmm. but can turn into something that you're passionate about or something that you have respect for, admire mm-hmm. for, et cetera. So I think there's a happy medium yeah. for a lot of people to find. And I think that is so important for other people to hear because I do. I see you on stage. I still see you, you know, all of the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's a guy who has figured this out. He's got a, He's got the thing that pays his bills that gives him some joy, but he's still able to go do something that you're very good at. I appreciate that. But you also enjoy. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is important. And that's one of the things uh, my wife and I talk about a lot. We, we encourage each other to participate in those things that bring us joy and bring us creative fulfillment. It may take us away from the family from a little bit, but we take turns doing that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And we try to be encouraging of that. And it really does matter for not just for a happy marriage, but for a happy person and just, just fulfillment in life. And it's, it's important to do things that make you happy. And it's a good example to your kids too. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing we're, my wife and I are kind of figuring that out now that, you know, our schedules are both a little bit different than when I was in radio. So mm-hmm. we're both trying to make time for ourselves. Yeah. You know, Those my darn kids, they, they take up a lot of time. They're so needy. <laughs> they're so needy. What's, what is it about that? <laughs> I don't know. And then they get bigger and yeah. it just not, cost not, a lot of money. Right. Now, how old are your two? Uh, I've got a nine-year-old and a six-year-old currently. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Uh, Ian, so I, my, mine are seven and three. Okay. So we're in second grade. Mm-hmm. And soon to start preschool. Nice. Um, so it's it's getting a little easier in that they're occupied mm-hmm. during school hours. Mm-hmm. I know our wives work similar schedules, both yep. being teachers. Uh, but the evenings, we're trying to balance soccer practice mm-hmm. or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then also like being a little bit selfish and mm-hmm. maybe going to see some friends. It is this constant like mm-hmm. dealing with guilt that we're both trying to yep. uh, trying to balance. Parent guilt is real. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do your kids, uh, do, they, do they like watching you on stage or are they just kind of like, eh, They do. Yeah, I think they both got both have a, a knack maybe of uh, the theater bug actually my daughter uh who is nine her mm-hmm. name is marina she's currently in the sound of music with yes me. so um she's definitely has uh, been bitten by the theater bug and uh, loves it loves mm-hmm. it wants to live at the theater and is very happy there so we will be dealing with that down the road as well I'm yeah sure. <laughs> uh, so okay so let's let's shift gears a little bit how did um how did Leadership Southern Indiana kind of cross your path, get in yeah. your radar? Um, so when I started, I've actually been in this uh, current position that I'm in um, 13 years this month. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. Um, I can't believe it's been that long, but it has been. Uh, but when I first started this job um, back in 2011, um, one of the, the things that some of my mentors or board members and you know, kind of people in my life encouraged me to do was to um, get out in the community, get involved, mm-hmm. you know, serve on boards or uh, get involved. I was a rotary member or mm-hmm. do, what, do whatever you can to make connections with people. And one of the things at the top of the list was leadership Southern Indiana. So, um, in I think you said was it ten years two thousand thirteen? You were your class of twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Okay, thank you. So almost ten years ago. Uh, Went through that that class uh, was a tremendous experience. Um, you know, met a ton of people that I still keep contact with today. Made mm-hmm. some great relationships and connections. Learned a ton about the community. It was a it was a tremendous experience. And like I said, those connections that we made as classmates. I mean, I still hold today. Not mm-hmm. every single member, but there are certainly ones that stand out as substantial relationships. So any uh, any uh, moments stick out from from that year? Any uh, any sort of experiences? Uh, I want to say the, so the retreat that we do Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the, um, of the process, lifting each other up over, there was a wall involved. We still do do that. that? Yeah, we still do that. That was very impactful. That was was cool. Uh, That whole retreat was great. Yeah. Um, A great, a really, you know, strong bonding with, with people and. A uh, great kickoff to the you know what would be the rest of the year. It is kind of crazy. Um, Scarlett Shine, who's in my in my class mm-hmm. this year, she's like uh, she told me she's like you know I do a lot of these. Mm-hmm. You know she works she works for Norton, and she's like I do a lot of these, and this totally should be cheesy and kind of mm-hmm. dumb. Yeah, she's like it's not. Yeah, like it's the weird you know it's the weirdest yeah. thing, and you kind of walk away from there and you're like. Oh, I yeah. kind of like some of these people, yeah. and you know they pulled me. They didn't drop me on the wall, which right. is 
Yeah, which is a plus. I mean, it is a little cheesy, but that's okay. I mean, you, I think you embrace the cheese of it, and mm-hmm. um, if you kind of give into that, you can really benefit from from what it offers. So, yeah, yeah I agree. You have the cheese. Well, and you have some Put great that on shirt. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you, that's that's absolutely. You you have some uh, you have some uh, some great members of that 2014 class. I was looking it up. Uh, Stephen Lakitovich is actually on our board now. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there's some. I'm I'm going through. I'm like, yeah, heavy hitters. Some, absolutely, in yeah. that class. I'm like, all right. You know, not that every class isn't filled with heavy hitters. Sure, sure. This most recent class, there were some pretty... Absolutely. uh, Yeah. (sighs) Absolutely. We have a great... uh, Our 24 class is pretty good. Um, There's some people in there that you might know. Seth Lieber is going to be part of that class. Um, Eddie Bobbitt. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so we have some, we have some great people in this class. So, um, all of our classes are usually are filled with wonderful people. And, um, as my, as my job, it's the, uh, membership and engagement manager. I'm excited to a meet them, but also help introduce them to people like yourself than yeah. class of 2014. So again, building relationships, that's yeah. what it's all about, especially Absolutely. in the nonprofit world. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. uh, tell me a little bit about the education foundation. Yeah. So, uh, when I was hired, like I said, 13 years ago, uh, I was hired as the first full-time director of the organization and and um, it was started in 2005 by a group of kind of grassroots individuals who said, hey, this is a trend nationally that we're seeing. There's a shortage of, of public funds uh, or excuse me, of, of funds for public schools, mm-hmm. um, you know, from tax dollars. And we want to we want to start this initiative to kind of fill in the gaps and and, and look ahead and, and do even bigger, greater things mm-hmm. for, for our schools, for our teachers, for our kids. So that group of individuals started that. Um, we have, um, you know, grown and grown and grown every year since then. Um Basically, the elevator pitches, uh, we fundraise funds from the community, from private uh, donations. Mm-hmm. We don't receive tax dollars or any money from the school corporation. And we invest that back into our schools through a number of programs. So we do uh, teacher grants. We do uh, we support Imagination Library in Floyd County, Blessings in a Backpack. We support field trips. Um, we've done a number of other programs as well. But um, all of the funding, again, is from private support from our, our graduates, from our parents. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of big uh, fundraisers annually, a couple of big events. Um, and, uh, all of it goes very far in really, um, investing in our kids and our, our teachers in Floyd County. Your all's annual meeting, I guess last year looked like so much fun. I, I had such FOMO where like I saw pictures and yeah. stuff and I was like, I should have been there. That looked like a blast. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. That's our uh, education celebration yeah. is what we, it's kind of our annual gala. And we hold that in February every year out of Huber's have about 600 people in attendance. And um, last year we had the crashers play. we got a big auction dinner, the whole gamut. So it was, uh, it's always a, a fun night and it's become uh, tremendously successful from many, many generous partners who make that night a big success. And again, we use the funds obviously to support the programs throughout the year for the, it was, it was also fun to see several educators that I know Mm -hmm. they're having a good time as well. It's become kind of a night out for them. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we do a big campaign where we ask uh, our teachers to invest in the the work at the foundation. And at a certain level, they get tickets back, uh, to come to that event. And many of them use that, you know, some comp tickets to come and enjoy and socialize and again, support the foundation. So it's a great night for all. That's awesome. So what are some initiatives that you, since you've been there that you've started that you're really most this is a chance to brag on yourself okay all right you well i won't i won't take credit for this because this this predates me as, as far as the program being started but we have really grown the program and it's the i think the one of the most impactful and biggest programs that we have is our great classroom grants so it's our classroom grant opportunity 500 can go to a, any educator in the district for supplemental re- uh, resources for their classroom 
Um, we started that in 2011. This past year, we called that gala we were just talking about our mm-hmm. million dollar bash. We've invested a million dollars in uh, grants in teacher wow. grants since 2011. So that's amazing. That's a huge milestone. And again, just so, so grateful to all the our community partners who have come forward over the years to make those possible. But that's uh, that that felt just like a tremendous you know yeah effort and and milestone. So. That was an awesome way to celebrate at the gala. Well, I mean, you know, my, my wife's an educator, so um, I, I know how important those funds go because that's less money that comes directly out of their pockets. Absolutely. It also allows them to dream a little bit bigger for their classroom. Yes. Which absolutely. is something that's nice. Yeah, it allows them to think creatively. They can think about not just what they have to, you know, to get through the day, but, oh, I'd like, you know, this would be be an improvement over what I've got. Or if I had this uh, software subscription, or if I had this set of books or whatever it is, you know, really push their students to the next step. So uh, it's been very well received. Our teachers are really grateful for that opportunity. And we continue to do about $100,000 a year in those grants. That's uh, awesome. Floyd County. I have to say too, um, I'll give a, a, a little uh, plug for your wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, her videos during COVID mm-hmm were amazing you talk <laughs> about with yes. miss bliss that's right uh you talk about dreaming big yeah. using your creative background i yeah. mean they i you know i didn't yeah. have a student in that school at yeah. the time and i was like yeah i'm gonna watch these it's kind of fun it, it it was it was incredible and she is an incredible person and and so creative and you know we were all going crazy and trying to think of ways to cope with the weirdness that was COVID and that was one of the things that came out of COVID. So that was a good thing that came out of that. And she's, she continues to use those videos in her her curriculum and teaching. She's, you know, fourth grade math Mm -hmm. teacher and, and she's been, uh, I think, contacted by people all over the world, really, and other countries that have used some of those videos. That's great. Uh, to, to, in their own way. So, yeah, pretty awesome. Gotta make you feel pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, I, I want to go back a little bit. Um, so, you know, we talked a little bit about that, you know, you kind of pivoted from performance mm-hmm. to uh, more of a business background. Talk a little bit about some of the challenges in making that, because I've made that decision of, okay, this dream, not doing it for me. I yeah. need to come up with another one. Talk yeah. a little bit about that. We kind of make it sound easy, yeah. but it's not always. Yeah. Well, you know, at the time it was like one of the, it felt earth shattering. You know, it's like, well, this is all I've ever known, all I've ever wanted to do. And now I'm saying, well, I don't want to do this anymore. So what do I want to do? And I didn't really have a good idea of what that was. Luckily, yeah. I had a mentor take me uh, under his wing. I'll mention him, Jerry Finn. Everybody yeah. knows Jerry Finn. He was, he's been a huge influence in my life. Love Jerry. And, and um, my first job, kind of real job, grown-up person job, as mm-hmm. we'll say, I guess, um, was a, an interim position at the Horseshoe, at that time, Horseshoe Foundation, right. Caesars Foundation now. And that kind of opened my eyes to a whole world of nonprofits and um, grant funding and all these concepts that I sort of had, a I guess, a base knowledge of, but they don't really talk about that in business school. Uh, there's not a big focus on, you know, nonprofit business, philanthropy, philanthropy et cetera. So it was fascinating to me. And I learned so much about the community and so much about all these different organizations who were doing great work, uh, the funding mechanisms in place and all that sort of thing. And it, it set me on the path that I'm, I'm, I'm in now. But, uh, you know, at the time it, it was like, like you said, I mean, do I, did I think, you know, I was in high school that I was yeah. going to be the director of a nonprofit or right. even, you know, what is a nonprofit, all these kind of questions, but it's funny how life kind of takes you down these paths and you get situated and you get comfortable and you yeah. start to learn and appreciate and get passionate. And so that's where I am. Today. Well, and it's, it's hard because, you know, I, I, I can't speak for you, but for me, it was kind of, there was a little bit of a 
feeling of failure. Mm-hmm. It was kind of, you know, because it's like, sure. because, you know, you go and, and going to pursue performance, whether mm-hmm. on stage, television, film, which is what I want to do. Like you're kind of making a big bet yeah. and you know that there's a lot of people banking on you failing yeah. and they're assuming that you will. And yeah. so there is that little bit in your mind where like you're sitting there going, I'm just, I'm just proving them right. What yeah. am I doing? Yeah. But as I've gotten older and I've kind of removed myself from that, it's like, no, I just learned more about myself right. and what fulfills me. Sure. And those skills are there. Those experiences are so valuable, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but it is hard when you're going through it. And, and the reason I, the reason I bring it up, not to like go, Hey, let's talk about this. <laughs> but I know there are other people that kind of you sure. commit, especially out of high school, you mm-hmm. commit down a path mm-hmm. and you have to pivot. Yeah. And that's hard for a number of reasons, but there is that mental component of like, well, I I went down this path. I was all in on this and now I'm not. So I I failed. I'm miserable. I screwed up. And it's like, no, you just learn more about yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, there is. I mean, I remember feeling, you know, it's like I had all these aspirations and now I'm moving back home. I'm going to IUS. I'm, you know, there's Mm -hmm. this kind of stigma around staying in this community even, Mm -hmm. uh, or at least there used to be. I think it's getting better, but you're absolutely right. I do think it is getting better. And, and, and for good reason, because this community has a lot to offer. This region has a ton to offer. And I wasn't really aware of all that, you know, as a, as a young adult, but now I have grown, I mean, we've said it multiple times my wife and I, it's like, we, we wouldn't want to live anywhere else. I mean, there, maybe the climate is better in some other areas, but as yeah. far as what this area, you know, we love Louisville. We love the Metro area. We love new Albany. We love Floyd County. It's just, it's got a lot to offer. We love our community. We love our schools. So uh, we're very happy here and we're happy to build a life here and continue to invest in this community and and, and help it grow as much as we can. So. Well, and I think part of the reason why, A, that stigma is kind of going away, but also this area has so much to offer are mm-hmm. people like yourself that decide, okay, I'm going to live here, mm-hmm. but I'm going to work hard to better the place that I live. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. And that's something that we talk about a lot at, yeah. at leadership is that, you know, we want this to be the best region it can be. And yep. so part of that is working with leaders, potential leaders, and trying to make you better fit for this community. So getting you better acquainted, helping you build relationships. And when you do that, yep. then things start to improve. You start to see changes. And so, I mean, I, you know, much to your credit, absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah. So got any advice for any uh, aspiring youth, any aspiring leaders, uh, any words of wisdom you'd share? Oh gosh. Uh, inspiring words. Um, you know, we talked about that kind of trope of follow your passion, follow, you know, it's so hard for, and we put so much pressure on, um, especially at the high school age kids to, you need to decide now what you're going to do for the rest of your life. That's a big decision to make and very scary. And yeah. who knows who actually knows. So are you the same person you were at 18? Absolutely not. Me neither. I, I mean, there are pieces of course, right. but I, I would say just explore things, you know, get different experiences, go do different things you don't know what you like until you, you know that you like it or, or that you're good at it or whatever it may be. So taking in as much as you can, being a part of as many things as you can, you know, different um, outreach efforts and knowing, getting to know people, you, you make connections through people and then it turns into something that could change your life. So that's, I, I there it is. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that, that was, <laughs> put that on a shirt. That's, no. <laughs> there we go. I, Talking to people, making connections with people. People get you where you 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 are and where you need to be, and 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 those connections that you make, um, it's all 
driven by people. So yeah. that those relationships. So meet as many people as you can. Meet as many different people. And different people. Yes. That's a great point. That's that's sometimes, you know, I went from a, a small private school mm-hmm. in like elementary and then I went to Hazelwood. And so I had the same 22, 23 people in my mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Hazelwood. Mm-hmm. So you talk about meeting different people. Sure. Uh, it was a little bit of a shock at first, but yeah. it was also like one of the best things that ever yeah. happened to yeah. me is I got to meet people from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. different uh, racial ethnicities, yeah. everything That's in a reflection of our community, right? I Absolutely. Mean, our schools are what our community looks like. And so I think that's really important. Great advice. So. Thank you. I just thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tyler, I, I want to thank you uh, again. This is probably the longest conversation I think we've ever had, but I hope it's not the last. Absolutely. Me um, too. This was very enjoyable. Is there anything that um, people listening, they can do to uh, help the foundation? Any plugs you want to do? Well, of course, given that opportunity <laughs> as a fundraiser, I can't turn that down. Um, we have uh, multiple fundraising efforts throughout the year. Our website has all those posted. So, you know, nafcedfoundation.org, you can learn more about us. We're on Facebook as well. Uh, we have a, uh, just to plug the gala again coming mm-hmm. up, uh, it's going to be on February 23rd, I believe, Friday, February 23rd at um, Huber's again, mm-hmm. called the Education Celebration. We'd nice. love to see you there. Uh, we've got a golf scramble in July we just had, but we'll have one next July as well you can Ooh. participate in, or you can always just give a gift of any amount. Any amount helps to um, uh, support our teachers and students of Floyd County. So we'd be appreciative of that. I'll put the uh, website up in the show notes as well. So awesome. you can you can find it that way. So uh, Tyler, once again, thank you for the work you're doing in the community. Thank you for your time here. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you. Thank you, Jesse. It's been great. Thank you again, Tyler, for being a part of the show. Uh, don't forget, if you have not renewed your Leadership Southern Indiana membership, please go to leadershipsi.org. Again, those funds go to helping us uh, provide program financial assistance, as well as uh, provide more alumni engagement events. Some more fun stuff for you. And there's some cool tangible benefits like discounts and freebies and all that good stuff. Check out more at leadershipsi.org. The other thing I would love if you could do is uh, rate, review, all that fun stuff, depending on where you listen to this podcast. Give us a nice solid five-star rating. Share it on your social feeds. Uh, it just helps us reach more people in the community. Southern Indiana is not the broadest audience for a podcast, but there's still quite a few people here. And so we could use your help uh, getting the word out about this show. And also, you know, we'll have more uh, members on from time to time. Uh, also stay tuned to our social feeds because we're getting ready to, uh, we've got opening retreat for Discover coming up and uh, for Elevate and the next gen's kicking off. So we have a lot of fun treats and uh, there might be some surprises in your podcast newsfeed as well as uh, we, we go through those. So make sure you're following along. Thank you to our sponsor, Duke Energy. And thank you to you for listening and for following the leaders.